on today's show. Five things we've learned whilst on lockdown. This is 30 Minute Music Marketing. 30 Minute Music Marketing. For musicians who want to get better at marketing their music. Hi, I'm Greg. Hello, I'm Sheldon, and this is 30 Minute Music Marketing, the show for independent artists and DOI musicians who want to get better at marketing their music. Hello to everyone out there in lockdown land, certainly as, uh, as we record this. Who, just think, Greg, people could be listening to this in the year 2022 and, and may, will have forgotten all about lockdown. They could be going through our vast back catalogue, having only just discovered us. Exactly. That's possible. Yeah. This, this nightmare could be, well, hopefully will be all behind us very soon. Crossing fingers and toes for people listening on the podcast. Um, but we've been in lockdown for, what is it now? Three, maybe four weeks? I feel it seems like forever. I think it's with four a, weeks. Yes, with a few more weeks to come at the, at the very least. And during that particular period, um, you know, I've been speaking to other musicians. I've been observing mm. other musicians as to what they do. Um, I've been obviously reading various uh, articles and, and whatnot, keeping myself abreast of current industry trends. And I think from my own personal experience and, uh, and all these sort of things, I've, I've reached maybe five conclusions so far, or five, I've made five observations as to how the land currently lies with the uh, the the music industry and how it affects sort of DIY artists and how that maybe might affect how we approach how we do business in the, in the very sort of uh, short terms and, and yeah, I just wanted to discuss those five things in today's mm. episode if that's possible, Greg. I'm sure we can do that. So you put as point one <clears throat> that now is it a good time to release new music? It possibly isn't. Um, yesterday, I was reading an article by a re, uh, an entertainment research company called Media. They're very good, you know. You could you should follow them on all their sort of social channels. You can read most of their blogs for free, and they've done a uh, an impact survey. So that, you know they've been um, interviewing uh, you know just normal punters and seeing how the lockdown has affected their entertainment consumption and they say uh, a third of, of the people that they interviewed said well first off that they're listening to music that makes them feel more positive so if you're an artist out there okay. and you would say that your the music that you create has a positive vibe and, and is generally uplifting that's good because then they're probably more than likely to listen to you. But the thing that I uh, found the most telling was that um, they said that people are listening to less new music and instead more to songs that they already know. Uh, although um, new releases have every chance of making you feel positive, this is, the, this is the crunch, familiar music with positive memories guarantees the feel-good factor in a way that mm -hmm. unfamiliar music cannot. So in other words, people are turning to the hits that they know and love because yeah. they, those existing hits have associations and connotations to earlier times, probably earlier times when they were young and they were happy or from, you know, significant life events. And in, in a certain way, I'm sort of currently doing that with, uh, with films at the moment. I'm currently going through all my classic films 
on DVD and Blu-ray just because I want to watch something of an evening that I know 100% is going to give me some nice feels rather than just plowing through the TV and watching something random. I want something that I know is going to be not only quality, but will make me feel better guaranteed at the end of it. So, so people are generally turning to their back catalogue faves over yeah. and above new music. So if you're releasing new music out there, or maybe intend to do so in the coming weeks and maybe short term, you know, months, maybe now's not necessarily a good time to do it because people won't be, A, won't be paying as much attention and also B, you're almost, that music is going to be associated with maybe, you know, in the future, possibly Mm. not the best time of their lives, one could suggest. So and they're focusing on a known entity that gives them, I suppose it's a bit like going to see a band play live and they suddenly go, oh, we're going to play a load of songs off the new album. Rubbish, get off. Oh, no, we want the hits. We want want the the hits. The stuff that we know and we love. So, you know, again, if you're a DIY artist, really all you should be doing uh, proactively is plugging your biggest and best singles because your audience will that's really what they want it's funny enough i've got a a feature on uh, my band's uh, social medias where i just sort of do every week i'm I'm like compiling a, a hits package all the big hits they get like 20 minutes of hits um, all existing sort of music videos or live videos and I'm just giving them the best and giving them their favourites yeah. mm. on a weekly mm. basis and you know we strangely enough we do have a couple of new uh, tracks in in the can as they say almost uh, but I've no intention of releasing those just because it now is it's now is not the time it kind of makes sense when you're saying that you know ultimately do you want to be remembered, uh, this song, to remember that time when things were pretty, te- well, not terrible, but pretty... It's not the best, no. is it? So, um, yeah, so maybe think less about new stuff, give people the stuff that they know and they love, and so, it gives them the feels. What would happen if someone had planned to release a single now? Would you tell them to can it, or...? Still go through. Uh, well, it, dep- it depends how far it is, they are along in the uh, in the release cycle. I right. mean, it may well be beneficial, you know, if you've got something scheduled to, to drop on Spotify in a fortnight. That it may well be that you maybe take the hit this time round, pull the release, and just schedule it for uh, you know for yeah. when there's there's uh, happier times ahead, as it were. That's it. That's a good point. So number two. The lockdown, do you think it has created a level playing, playing field? field? I do, I do. Um, the continuing entertainment that is happening at the moment, so uh, a lot of radio broadcasts and a lot of TV shows that are continuing, they are broadcasting in situations that are not dissimilar to what we're doing at the moment, Greg, from, yeah. from our own uh, boudoirs and living rooms and spare rooms. So, na- you know, there are national radio broadcasters and national TV broadcasters that are doing pretty much what we're doing here. 
Um, I've got a uh, I've got a micro uh, an external microphone. I'm using the internal camera on uh, my uh, rather old MacBook. And the people that are on TV and the people that are, are on um, still broadcasting on radio, chances are they're doing exactly the same things, broadcasting from their own living rooms and uh, abodes. And I think in a lot of people's minds um, and a, a lot of perceptions are going to be changed. As in, th there are still some people out there that think that people who, you know, if if media isn't of the highest possible quality broadcast you know in um big tv studios or big sort of radio studios that it has less value um i did a um a marketing presentation in birmingham last year and i was talking about um sort of live streaming and yeah. there was one particular person who um suggested that uh somebody um, streaming from home or broadcasting maybe from a gig and you know just using a phone was of you know because it was of less quality it, it it had less validity and less value than something that was you know that had high fidelity and perfect picture resolution and i tried to argue at the time that the only example i could give uh, back then was in terms of uh, news and news contributors you often get a lot of people so what would have been skyping or zooming in from you know their own sort of offices and studies so you, you know you get people you know interviews with people in the same way that, that we're doing yeah. now but that was mostly sort of confined to the to the news and that was the, that was the the only argument that I could that I could give this particular person and just say no you know in, in, in some spheres of uh, I call it entertainment but you know that the, the home DIY approach of doing things was you know was was valid in that particular respect but you know you turn on the TV now and pretty much everyone who's still broadcasting and, and broadcasting maybe like a daily show or a weekly show or maybe some people doing the news and the lots of people from radio stations they're all doing it at home so i i think on a grand scale what we what you know if you if you're a diy musician and you choose to do something from home and broadcast from home and live stream from home i think that now is going to carry quite a lot more weight with a lot more people who will see that as almost shall we say the standard form hmm. of entertainment this is what we're doing now and how we're how we're creating this podcast from from two remote locations that's the norm now and i i, I think that i'm not necessarily saying that that's the way that things will carry on but as we choose to do that and you know as, as people continue maybe to to live stream from their kitchens and their front rooms that is you know people are going to to look upon that as as the norm and how things are done and less people will will look down on it so so that will have more more validity and more value long term one of my uh well clients asked with like with the recent thing over the weekend with lady gaga and those kind of um well you know concerts in your living room so to speak how do you compete with people like the rolling stones for attention well obviously that the gig that you're referring to um has obviously had worldwide coverage i think with all these things you can't compete with them for attention 
but what you can compete with as we as we always say on this particular show is that level of interactivity and that level of relationship that you can have with your audience so if i messaged um the rolling stones now on twitter or on facebook replying back to their video of you can't always get what you want keith or mick aren't going to reply back to me and go oh cheers shoulder thanks very much however you as a diy artist sorry about the poor impressions uh, <laughs> oh. quite early in the day here you as a diy artist can do and they will thank you for it so again w- what we generally have to do uh, is is maybe have a little bit of an ad spend to increase our reach but what once we do that you know we, we focus on building that relationship and then at some point in the future we can you know we can monetize that relationship and we will hopefully get more money from that in that you know that a smaller group of individuals because that relationship you know does have does have value and we can extract that value at various points when when we necessarily maybe ask for a tip on a live stream or try and sell uh, a bit of merch somewhere down the line and that that's basically how diy diy artists have to operate well that's kind of leads on to my next question in terms of obviously with people losing the revenue from say gigs at the moment in the traditional form Mm, tell um, me about it uh, is it still possible to not sell but is it still possible to earn um well i'm just going to use um this, this you can maybe argue this this is anecdotally but i was speaking to uh, a diy musician last week who's been doing uh, weekly streams from her shed and uh, in order to uh, try and monetize these streams she's um She's um, printed up a T-shirt and she managed to sell 300 T-shirts off the back of these live streams. So, I, you know, obviously the financial situation of a lot of people is, you know, is, is perilous. Uh, however, there are still a significant amount of people out there who are in a comfortable enough situation that they will be able to reward you and maybe will buy some sort of tangible item or tangible offer maybe you know some some item of merch perhaps more so over and above a virtual tip jar by all means if you are live streaming do have that paypal dash me dot me link um for virtual tips but also never forget that people in addition, always necessarily do want a physical, tangible item of merch. And like I say, just speaking to my musician friend last week, she was able to sell a, a great deal of them. So that there are still uh, a lot of people out there who, if you ask them, uh, they you know they will support you. Well, just ask that old ninety-nine-year-old uh, gentleman who walked around his garden a hundred times. And has raised over was it over twenty million there or something? I, th- I think I think uh, charitable fundraising might be slightly different. But from, it comes to uh, show that people he, still do have some money. That's I think yes. more my point um, than you know. I realised that although they might be again again what money they have might be uh, more inclined to go towards charitable causes. But I, I'm just using this one example yeah. to say that here's one musician who puts um, obviously. Is, is, is giving in terms of uh, doing sort of live streams and offering people music from their home on a weekly basis. And in return, 
because she's got, uh, you know, she's been able to engage with the audience short term with the succession of weekly gigs. She's been able to uh, extract the value from those and from her audience. She's managed to sell 300 t-shirts, which is very good going. I wish I could sell 300 t-shirts. Not going, is it? No, so, I've got a lot of t- I've got a lot of t-shirts in the garage. I need to figure out what, which I was going to sell ah, during the spring and summer yes. at show. So I'm going to have to figure out a way to uh, to get rid of those. So hmm. I'm going to be needing to extract value from my audience very shortly. So, do people still want content? People are still. I was going to, say, going to use the word trapped then. Trapped isn't the word, but people are still confined yeah, to the, their own homes. So people are still consuming content. The one thing that I've seen both from my own um, series of, of weekly regular contents and what I've noticed from, from other people's as well, this includes some of the uh, accounts that I manage and have access to, is that the first time you... Um, do something for the first time. Say you're just about to embark on a live stream and you, you do your first one. The numbers will probably be really, really good. Second week, they'll be good, but maybe a little bit sort of less. The third week that you're doing, maybe a little bit less than the week before. So people are consuming more content. My content is being watched by more people than is watched normally however what i've noticed is week on week there is a a gradual sort of tail off right so so you do something for the first time it's a i'll use the n-word it's a novelty and people really jump on it and go on it great guns gradually week on week as you as you continue to do it you'll probably notice the numbers sort of die back a little settle off a little so i don't i think that what that's telling me is that I maybe need to switch it up a little. Maybe, you know, every every four weeks or so, introduce something new into the mix. And again, it's that something new is uh, something, a bit of a novelty. People will pay more attention than if you carry on doing the same thing week after week. So, so maybe, you know, think of, of ways that you can chop and change and maybe keep like for example if if you're doing something on a week by week uh, basis like a weekly sort of stream then think right okay I'll do that for four weeks and how can I change it up maybe for four weeks and do something different and then how can I do, create a new bit of content for for the next of the four weeks just so just so it continues to remain fresh just so you don't get that gradual drop off on a week by week basis fair enough so now I suppose the final question really is is it still a great time to build an audience? I would say yes. This content that I'm creating on a week by week basis, I'm putting a little bit of a, an ad spend behind it. And what I mean by a little bit is for about £40 a week. And um, I was doing some, some rough uh, back of the packet um, mathematics and doing some adding up. And I've increased uh, my Facebook audience, which is my biggest. Uh, social media audience by 650 people in the past 28 days which is is pretty darn good um again um but with the same amount of ad spend i might see a little reduction on that but if over the the, you know the the course of of two months i can increase my following on one particular platform by a thousand people that's pretty good going i think and again i'm not necessarily going to 
let's use the word extract the value from those people sort of straight away i'm going to continue to to entertain them and engage with them on a you know on the basis that if at the end of this i can come out with a much larger audience that i can sell tickets to future shows to then that's going to benefit me certainly long term so I'm, I'm probably going to be taking a short term hit spending a little now to try and increase the size of my audience because yeah. it seems to be cheaper to do so because as we've said on this show before because there's less advertisers about our marketing spend goes that much further so if you if you're running any paid traffic ads your ads are going to be reaching more people for the same amount of uh, money and so so now is a is a great time for me to uh, to create content put a little bit of ad spend behind it, increase my audience. And I'm going to use that increased audience at, at points in the future. And again, I'm, I'm advertising mainly to people where I'm going to be doing shows over the next 18 months and then uh, extracting, extracting the value by trying to get those people to uh, a ticket when we're back gigging again, Greg. Which will so, be sooner rather than later. So hopefully, again, you've got, you've, got, you've got a bit of time to engage with more people. You, um, you've got, uh, hopefully, a little time to create some more live streams, some more sort of content. Now's a great time to, to build that audience, engage with that audience with half a mind on what's going to happen in the future when you can hopefully um, um, be in a position to, uh, to sell to them if you don't want to necessarily sell to them at this moment in time. Mm. So, what are your thoughts on the current lockdown situation? Have you seen any dividends to your... Uh, I'm talking to the viewers, obviously, here, and the listeners. Oh, right. Sorry, I thought you were talking to me. Yeah, so in terms of, um, you know, how have, have you seen any positive um, effects of this on your musical endeavours? Um, yeah, have the numbers on your socials increased? Have you focused more on the socials than you have been doing of late and you know are you getting more engagement back from your audience let us know so remember to hit that subscribe button wherever it may be it'll probably be somewhere on the screen and we shall see you again same time same living rooms next week cheers take care everyone